Welcome to the Gain, Grow, Retain podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Gain, Grow, Retain. I've got uh, Jared Robin. Is it Robin or Robin? I didn't ask you that before we started. <laughs> Robin like the bird. One Robin. Of Jared Robin, who uh, is a co-founder of Rev Genius. And um, if you're not familiar with Rev Genius, then I would say you've probably been under a rock uh, on LinkedIn at least because um, you guys have taken that by storm and um, heard a lot of great things. And I've been a member now for... Uh, just a couple of weeks, actually only maybe a week. Um, I just got in there and uh, I'm starting to feel my way around, but it's it's certainly impressive uh, what you guys have been able to build. So uh, Jared, appreciate you coming on and excited to, to talk more about community today. Really excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Well, uh, I always like to start off with a fun question, um, you know, that's a little unique. And uh, I've been thinking about this a lot today, which is uh, what would be your dream vacation if, you know, the pandemic wasn't happening, if you were, you know, in your, you know, in your mind, if you were taken to, you know, on a vacation, where would that be right now? Where, where would you uh, kind of dream to be? You know, that, that that's an even more interesting question being that I'm an entrepreneur in the thick of things. So you can't really think about anything crazy, but uh, first place that comes to mind, assuming that I'm in my current role <laughs> and, and I need to make it work with working is Bali. Uh, just because I've heard a lot of expats uh, actually working there. And, and, and the only rub is the time zone difference, but I, I hear there's a lot of folks working from there and in, in internet like jobs. And, uh, yep. and that seems to be a realistic, semi-realistic, uh, vacation point being in the thick of things. Yeah. I had a, I was on a call a couple of weeks ago with, uh, just some friends and, uh, friends of friends. And like, we just had this huge meetup that we just did virtually. And one of the guys was, a, he was trading stocks from, uh, from Bali. And he was like, I'm glad I came here like right before March started. And he was like, this is much better. He was normally, he was from New York. So he's like, this is, um, this is a much better spot to be trapped uh, in the world than uh, what he felt like at New York at the time. So yeah, it uh, seems cool. And then that, that's awesome. And then another realistic spot, just because I've heard uh, some SaaS founders and SaaS workers actually there, Columbia as well. Uh, oh, cost yeah. of living is good. Uh, time zone is the same as the East Coast or close enough to it. And uh, it, it's definitely workable, less expensive, better weather, et cetera. Yeah, that's cool. I love that. Uh, well, I know, you know, we always like to do these things kind of off the cuff. And so uh, no, no prepared questions, you know, we just kind of weave the conversation through and just kind of find interesting angles. And, um, you know, just one place for to start for me is just, um, you know, how do you think about community? You know, I know a lot of times people start to associate community with a platform that they're using or with a medium that they're using. And so I think uh, a lot of times I like to try and back it up. So I'm curious, like, how do you start thinking about community now that you've got Rev Genius and you guys are growing that? Um, like, well, you know, what does that word mean to you? How do you think about that? Like, what does that ultimately look like? It's yeah. Great question. You know, in a word community is family. Uh, fa- family is the good and the bad, but overall empathetic, helpful, and there by your side. And, and, and that's a big, big, uh, value of Rev Genius and, and really in a word family, uh, family is there to help you. I like uncondition- it. Unconditionally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like the good and the bad. Right. Um, and I think, I mean, that's real. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's true. Right. Like you're, you're kind of stuck with them. And, um, what I think, you know, as you start to look at some of these things, you know, people love to feel a part of something that's bigger than themselves. And, um, I think ultimately deep down, you know, one of the, the best parts when you start building a community is that, is the, almost that fact where you can actually build up others. And the more you talk about others, it actually gets bigger. It's actually kind of like a, right. Like a lot of times people think you have to talk about yourself. So like, you feel like, you know, you kind of have to mention Rev Genius at every turn, but uh, I think what you guys have done, right, is that um, inherently now that you're talking more about your members and what they're doing and what they're achieving, uh, naturally that starts to just build up Rev Genius, where people then look at it and say, like, "Oh, what's what's this that they're part of? Like, I want to be a part of that too." And it just creates this uh, compounding growth effect on top of each other. 
Yeah, no, well said. And, and, you know, because we're a sales marketing RevOps community, but, but community around generating revenue for your organization, there's the first uh, thing that you tend to do going anywhere is try to generate revenue. Right. And, 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 and and so that's natural And, and in a community and LinkedIn, et cetera, the first thing you tend to do is try to sell or try to get a client. And, and, you know, one anecdote going from that to my definition or our definition of community is family uh, is, you know, at least one member would introduce themselves, uh, introduced himself in, in, in the anecdote of my mind, but I've seen it a few times and you could sense that there's like a sales breath coming, right? Like you could see that it's coming. And I remember pulling one person aside. I said, Hey, humor me. First off, there's no selling in our community, no outward promotion. Like that, that's a rule. But I get it, and, and, and I want your business to do better because you're part of our community. And, and, and obviously, that means a plethora of things. Getting closer to revenue, we're actually getting revenue, right? So I said, take that sales away and lean in. Lean in. Leaning in means showing up to events. Leaning in means answering other people's questions. Leaning in means asking questions yourself if you have questions. I promise if you try to sell everybody, you're going to sell nobody. But if you if you want to make sales and you don't know how, or you need help, say, I need help making sales. And what's going to happen is you might not get a client directly, but you'll have somebody helping you get 10 clients or 15 clients. And then what ends up happening and what ended up happening in this case, they started doing um, some in-kind work, uh, you know, with, with some major LinkedIn influencers and building their brand as a result. So sure enough, their brand is bigger because of the community and because of not selling and leaning in. So, and, and allowing the family to come to the rescue. I said, don't ask the community for business, ask them how to get business. Yeah. It's, and and, it's and, like and that's an interesting nuance, right? way of looking at it, right? Yeah. Like it's a slight nuance and, and that, that small change is going to make people more empathetic to you, make people support you, Make people even give you meetings on the spot, right? Like, oh, I'm here to help. It, yeah. it, it's so interesting when you when you create that culture. So that's interesting. I yeah, cool. It's yeah, we've we've seen the same thing in our community as well. You know, like we've been doing this since March, and um, you know, we've we've I love the stance that you took because we've tried to do a similar thing where it's like, hey, we're not here to sell each other. Like, this is a space that's supposed to be safe where you can talk about things, ask questions without feeling like you're going to have somebody breathing over your shoulder saying, hey, I saw you wrote this. Uh, I'm here to sell you on this, right? Like, that's not the mm-hmm. intent of what we're trying to build. But the, the word that really like, or the, the way that you talk about it resonates a lot because uh, at the end of the day, you know, if we can have them experience something great while they're in our community of gang grow attain, like that's the draw to get people to come back. And that's the draw to get people to then go ask their friends to come join and ask their colleagues. And ultimately that's what also creates diversity, which creates more answers, which creates different answers, different perspectives. Right. And so it kind of like starts this whole compounding effect when you think about the growth of a community where, um, I think ultimately what this gets to is uh, something where you've got enough people that it's self-sustaining, but it's diversity of voices, diversity of opinions. And that's where you start to get innovation and you're starting to push the actual profession forward, which is what I think we've thought about a lot kind of being in this customer success leadership space. Um, And it kind of reminds me of what you just mentioned there too, is that, you know, naturally that should be a byproduct of, uh, you know, of keeping the community clean, so to speak, you know, from, from all these outside outside influences uh, at times. Yeah. I think, I think there's two ends of the spectrum, right? Like in in diversity is, a very important word uh, and, and, and very important to have that in whatever you do for multitude of reasons. You're going to push the profession forward, but you're also going to make people feel more comfortable. 
and, and, and when I say people feel more comfortable, people that didn't feel comfortable in their current workplaces, you're going to give them a place to feel comfortable. And, and that's big. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we, uh, it's so bad, like the, um, that word comfortable, you know, I've never really had to think about before. And it's been uh, interesting as we've started to grow this community, how that uh, obviously, you know, the, of, of what we've been going through in 2020 um, on multiple spectrums, you know, that, that, that word uh, becomes so much more important to have, uh, make sure people feel that there is a space where they can feel comfortable, where it's, um, you know, they're going to get, uh, I'm trying to think of the right word, but they're going to get uh, acknowledgement of like what they say. Um, and they're going to get hopefully uh, responses that help to kind of round out what they're looking for. Um, but when you, as you guys have started the, the community and you, you know, was this just off of a whim or was there like in your mind, was this already starting to happen and you just kind of, you know, catapulted it? Um, like how did this just kind of come from, you know, idea to kind of person one coming into the, the community? Yeah. So, so the whole process probably took under a month. Um, my co-founder and I, Galen, uh, we were attending lots of webinars and lots of digital free content, which in the midst of COVID was at an all time high. I was more aware of this than ever. And, and it's not just aware it's, I think there actually was more and, and, and I was out of a job and I wasn't necessarily looking for Rev Genius to be my job right away. I would rather, uh, you know, something a little more stable than the entrepreneur journey. Yeah. But uh, Galen and I realized there were some challenges out there. And the first challenge that we sought to address and gap to close was all these events. They were just so fragmented, right? Like you had, 10 different companies, 10 different technologies, times whatever, having events, weekly cadence. And if it wasn't this technology or this community or this company, it was something else. And that's great. That's great. It was all out there. But as a salesperson or as a marketing person or as a RevOps person, the only way you were discovering these things were if you're following that person on LinkedIn or if you stumbled across it. There was no centralized platform to tell you where everything was. And, and, and it wasn't, each community supported their own events. Each company supported their own events. Each technology supported their own events. Each person did, yeah. right? And, and, and even if you were to Google best sales events this week, I mean, you could do it right now. It's fragmented. So we're like, okay, let's, let's create like the Eventbrite of, of sales and marketing events. And fortunately for us, I guess, uh, the person who was going to help us create the MVP, the technological MVP wasn't super responsive at the time. Like, you know, everybody has that one person that'll work for equity or for free or, or do a homey favor. Yeah. Everybody has the one and, and, and they're doing a big favor. Like you think it's a little favor. <laughs> you're like, Oh yeah, you're in on it. And they're like, uh, I really don't care <laughs> yet. <laughs> yeah. Yet. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, so we lost that person and and we decided to just start, a LinkedIn group of people and create like a Google spreadsheet, a Google uh, doc, if you will, yep. of the events of that week. And, and, and I remember Galen would do most of the research and I'd, I'd plug some stuff in and, and most weeks she did it and, and other weeks I did. And uh, we realized that 38 of us, when we moved off of LinkedIn messenger, didn't care as much about the spreadsheet as we cared about each other. And, and we moved to Slack because it was like, the first thing we thought of yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that could be free. And, and now there's other platforms and things like that. But just four months ago, it was predominant and it still is. And 
while we had this Google Sheet continued because that was the overall vision, it was posted in like a pinned comment plus like, you know, at the top of a channel and it wasn't really readily there. And, and we didn't have a website in the beginning. We do now um, and, and then some, but so the focus wasn't there and the focus was on the people and, and, and we'd post in a channel, but the interactivity went through the roof. And, and, and the reason why was there's a lot of communities, there's some clubs, there's some content sources for folks, but in terms of inclusiveness and inclusivity and, and um, accessibility, we didn't see somebody addressing it like we were going to. So we're like, let, let, let's form something, let's make it open to everybody, no matter if you're an SDR or, or a CRO, and let's, let's address this. And, and if we, it, it appears like, like we were leaning towards being right because the product <laughs> yeah, yeah. market fit and all the people came on. You know, you're always skeptical of yourself as an entrepreneur, but um, we're still here today. <laughs> so that's a good thing, um, right? And, and, and we have some amazing sponsors helping us sustain and, and, you know, interweaving into the community to make it an actual business. So that's great. Yeah. I think the word that um, comes to mind for me, and I've, I've thought about this a lot when you start thinking about how, uh, so m many of our audience is going to be customer success leaders, B2B SaaS companies. And uh, I've been of the, uh, even before, even before I joined higher logic, I've been of the uh, equation that, you know, uh, starting a community for your business, um, of your users, of your customers, of your uh, industry, whatever it might be, but you doing that is going to be really valuable. And the, but the word I think that comes to me about how you just describe that is like, is this authenticity? I think now as consumers, as users, as people, like we've started to, our bullshit meter has, you know, gotten better and better. And I think now, you know, certainly more than ever, um, I think all of us can tell when it's an automated email, all of us can tell when it's an automated message, all of us can tell when, you know, the, the content isn't really about the, uh, the betterment of me when it's more about, you know, just trying to get something out there just for uh, purposes sake. And so, um, you know, I think the big, like trying to correlate this to our audience, you know, and thinking about like why community matters is like, if you can build the authenticity in and you can get to your point, if you can kind of get the beginning right, where you can get this momentum behind it, like it can be so powerful because now you've got, you know, I don't know how many members you guys have now, but this engaged user base of sales marketing leaders, right? That just keeps compounding on itself. But the huge thing is that they all now are going to start associating with Rev Genius, And there's this natural authenticity that's built in based on what you guys started with and how you've gone about growing it uh, and moving forward, thinking about content, thinking about the Slack group, thinking about events, like all these things, uh, you know, kind of weaving this authenticity and throughout all of them kind of matters um, in the long run. I agree. And, and, you know, it's something I think about a lot, uh, company centric communities versus communities. Like we, we know the community where, where they're not owned by um, a company is independent, right? Uh, of yep. that company. But I'd say every other week, every month at the, the least, I'll have like a one-to-one -one or a small group conversation with a company that has considered community and, and, and wants to collaborate with us because they feel it's more organic and, and, and better for the brand. But I still think there's a potential way for, comp for companies to do this. And the seed was planted with the last job that I had yeah. um, where we managed we, we used Slack as a medium for customer success. And what we did was we had each, each client had a private channel with their account manager. 
And it was great. And how does that turn to community? And, and frankly, that, that was probably better from an organizational standpoint than emails back and forth and yeah. phone calls back and forth. Even if you were keeping everything in a CRM, like this is, this is much cleaner, much easier. Okay. So now you have, let's say you have 15, 20, 30, 50 clients, 100 clients, and you each have the Slack channel and you have different channels and nobody could go into each other one because everybody is, has their own um, needs and they want to be secure with it and they don't want others to see, fine, got it. How can you convert that into the community feel? Because I, I do think that that is a phenomenal way to manage your clients, right? And, and now you're in, we'll use Slack as an example, something that you could potentially do more with. So how do you take it from everybody having an independent channel to allowing people to congregate with each other? Yeah. And I think to your point, it's obvious if you're technology A, to, to say, here's our case study, here's our new product launch, who wants to be a part of the beta test? And frankly, that's not awful. It's not awful, but but it's expected. And and people are fine with that, right? They're, they're, yeah. Assuming they they're not getting now. one assuming they're not getting one extra email yeah. because of this. Or or maybe they're getting one, assuming they're not getting two, right? Like this, this is cool. This is good. And if they really, really love your product, this is great. You can make super fans, right? Like you're, you're getting people in um, and, and they're rolling out the features that they're asking for and you're more communicative. But okay, how do you go one step beyond that? And I think the way to do it, and, and we talk about what's your stack, right? Like, like you're not just using Salesforce <laughs> as your CRM. You're using Salesforce plus uh, another company for your inbound plus um, a sales engagement platform plus a sales recording platform yep. plus an email service plus uh, you know you know plus a Gmail plus an email service on top of that plus a mail warm plus whatever right <laughs> like you have this adding up quick it, it adds up quick but but how do you get people to think that you're a trusted source if you're a technology company A right yeah and I think the way you do it is you invite all potential people that stack with you, whether that's a Zapier, whether right, which which connects with everything, yep. or some of the partners that that link in, or people that aren't necessarily partners that you want to be partners with in the future, but you haven't built the API yet, yeah. right? But but you know, uh, everybody uses Campaign Monitor, right? But you don't have that that API built. Yeah, support it. Don't don't like like support what your client wants in their stack. Yeah, like and. And you know what's going to happen? Like you're, you're part of their stack. They're there. But now you're bringing in and maybe you're, you're creating programming um, where you now have like a Facebook ads expert coming in and Instagram. Yep. Right? Like if, 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 if you're marketing technology and, and you're not Facebook, Instagram, and you're not like um, they're your brother, they're your sister, they're your cousin, they're in the stack of the person you're selling to or the person that's using it. Yeah. And, and just invite them in and, and create an ecosystem where you have no skin in the game to, to, to gain more, et cetera. And, and you're just giving all this value to your clients. And I think that's part of the equation, right? Like to, to, to parlay for technology company A, which in this case is a CRM, to bring everybody that's not a CRM and help your clients get as much business as possible. And in the process, you're building amazing relationships with partners and, um, and heck, people might want to come to your community just to see what to stack with what. And, yeah. and, you, and then, and then I always I'm fascinated by having, you know, your top power users or top 
not, not even your power users, just like power users in general that happen to use your product or power marketers in, in this example, give them more power, right? Like, hey, have you heard of this AI email tool that stacks with Gmail that's not quite, quite a sales engagement product, but is the AI part of that? And if they hit it right, they'll be acquired, but they're new. Thursday at 4 p.m., learn about yeah. the 83-word email that, that's working, right, to get in more doors. Well, you're a CRM. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're an advocate of our clients. Yeah. So I think, a, I think that's how you start to do it. Yeah. Well, it's, um, I love, I love it. Right. Because it's really becoming, it's becoming more customer centric and awesome. making, making the realization that you, while you, um, you know, you're only a sliver of your customer's day, right? Like at the end of the day, yep. if we're a CRM, we're only going to be 10% of our customer's day. But if I can start to show how the 10% can stack onto the other 3% and the 5%, right. And now I'm actually broadening this, even though I might not be talking about myself, but I'm creating the platform of the channels where we're making that possible. That's where you kind of get this goodness of brand that you're building and saying, Hey, like we're trying to help you as a customer inside of our product, as well as outside of our product. And that's the, I think that's where you hit the nail on the head is that, um, the more you can do that and build experiences that your customers are going to going to appreciate that they're going to grow, that they're going to get better themselves. They're going to learn new tools. Potentially they're going to see best practices, you know, outside of just your product. Uh, that's where I think people start to win. And that's how I think, um, some companies are winning right now, right? They're, they're making the conversation more about the persona they're serving rather than the company, their own company themselves. Like they're actually using that verbiage better, their nomenclature, uh, and they're talking about the challenges and the problems that they have and how their company might fit into a part of that. And they're comfortable with that part of the conversation as well, which I think is the big word to think about. Well, absolutely. If, if your ICP is a technology company that sells B2B products to a certain vertical, guess what? They all have the same challenges guess what else? Some of them know the answers and some don't. Yeah. But the answers are the same. <laughs> like, like th th there's a couple ways to get to it, but you all need good data. You yeah. all need high deliverability. You all need high response rates. You all have similar KPIs along the way. Right. And, and, and you might have a different product. Yep. Help people do better. <laughs> if I'm talking to a B2B sales org, it's, it, and, and I don't, and I'm not selling an email product, but like I could, I could say like, Hey, do, do you want more deliverability? Do you want more of this? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to reach more buyers? Guess what? They all do. And some of them have found the hacks and some haven't. And the ones that have, assuming it's not to their competitor <laughs> are, are probably willing to, to share more than you would think. Yeah. And I think I've, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure that comments, you know, comes from your seeing what, what's happening inside of your community, right? The discussions that happen, the more. I'm the same way. Like I've, uh, when we started our community, I was very um, apprehensive because I thought people, if I asked of people to say, Hey, can you lead this session? Can you share this template that I saw you have? Or can you do X, Y, and Z? I was very like, oh, I'm asking people to spend time. Like, will they actually want to do this or whatnot? But the, I think the great part is, is then I've started empowering people in our, in our community. And what you start to see is that they are more than willing to share, right? They're excited about the potential of sharing best practices, what they've learned, how it's helped their career, right? Like this whole idea of uh, kind of building their own personal brand, so to speak, has like helped kind of shed a light on that for me, which is um, at the end of the day, if you don't ask, they, they won't do. Um, sometimes they will, but generally, you know, if you don't ask, um, then the answer is already no. But if you do ask, like a lot of times the answer is going to be yes, like a hundred times over um, when you start thinking about a community and kind of building upon itself. Yeah. And, and 
what's great about all this is people are starting to realize the universal truth and that's karma. Like it's a universal truth. It's always been, but sales of 20 years ago was a bit more selfish, right? Like where, where you might not have even helped a coworker get it. And then it became like, okay, we're the same team. We could share information. And now it's to the point where you're happy to give your hacks for lack of a better word to somebody that's not a competitor any day of the week. And, and in fact, in fact, part of your personal branding on LinkedIn is giving some of your like little tips. Like you look at some of these sales trainers all day, they'll give away a little bit. And, and I just had this call with um, a creative director telling him to double down on LinkedIn because I truly believe there's, there's a massive niche for a lot of folks that are open to, to B2B business anyway. And, um, and I'm like, just give. And you know what's going to happen? People are going to follow. They're going to become loyal. And eventually, they're going to come to you asking. And it's just a matter of, can you put that selfishness away? And it, but this, this, is, this is the culture now. And I think we're yeah. doubling down on it, which is um, really cool and really good. Yeah, I, I, and I think the, the big thing that just keeps reminding me of is just that, you know, brand experiences when you start thinking about companies and um, again, you know, the more that you can have, I can have good feelings when I interact with your brand, uh, whether it's inside of your product or outside, whether you're helping to facilitate that, like that, that to me is like this, you know, um, you know, to your point, like it is a challenge when you start seeing companies who are uh, closed off, who want to try and create like fiefdoms, so to speak. Uh, because then I think everybody can start to see through that. And, you know, the, the companies that are going to start to integrate this, uh, you know, strategy of trying to create brand experiences that kind of span the spectrum, I think are going to start to do really, really well. Um, one, one question that comes to mind, uh, as you've started, you know, your community and, and how you guys have gotten here too, like how, how do you, how do you balance, uh, kind of testing out new ideas with what's working well with, um, trying to create, you know, different formats or mediums to communicate with your members? Like, how are you kind of looking at some of those things as you guys start thinking about where this goes uh, as you go forward? That's a great question. So, you know, it was simplified to me the other day and uh, by a product manager, there, there's three main gates with what we're doing. You have acquisition of new members, you have engagement, trying to get that up and then you have monetization and that's it, right? So like everything you should do <laughs> needs to hit one of those. And, and let's let's take monetization away, right? And, and let's look at you know pure uh, member centric. What what can acquire new members? Is, is it is it some of your programming? Is it um, outreach strategies, etc.? And, and figure that out. And then with I think where you're going with engagement, how do you test to figure out what works? Well, first off, you need to understand where you're at. And need to understand if you need to improve, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. because if you're if you're past the KPI you have, maybe you double down on it. But I, I, I'm a fan of always improving myself. So, yeah, you know, even if you're there, how can you get better? So, how do you do it? And how do you balance? You need to figure out the cadence and how you release things that that could potentially help the community. I get ideas from communities, not sales and marketing, ironically. Um, and, and, and it's, it's, it's meant to be creative and it's meant to think outside the box, like the most successful communities that are out there, the most engaged communities. Um, now you have 
limit some limitations when you're on an MVP <laughs> and you have not the dev resources, don't get me wrong, <laughs> but you see what's out there that's working for others and you figure out where your gap is. Like let's, let's say engagement, right? Like we wanted to increase engagement. Okay. Let's try this here. You, you think about what potentially could come out, how it's going to look and the benefits and you try to minimize the risk and, and, and you roll it out and, and, and you try not to do anything major. <laughs> yeah. Don't do anything uh, plastic, right? You try not to do anything major. So one example that we did that, you know, an anecdote will help uh, probably accentuate this a bit in Slack. You have channels. Okay. Uh, we all, anyone who's used Slack knows that that's the nomenclature, et cetera. Yep. We wanted to turn channels to clubs. Well, what's the difference between a channel and a club, Jared? Well, a little bit. A, a channel is being moderated by moderators. A club is being run by heads. And think about that, right? Like the, people have a bigger vested interest. With that, that personal branding, that giving, all of that is there. And now you could have some programming for a club away from Slack, whether that's Zoom, whether that's another platform, et cetera whether that's reports and surveys, et cetera. Yeah. So, and then you can let that club just run. Right. So, so, so here, here's, you know, a further example. We took the SDR channel and we still have the channel and we're calling a club, whatever. And we made an outbound club. Well, what what's it? Well, outbound club competes every Friday to see who could have the most meetings. Outbound club has a leaderboard. Outbound Club doesn't just have SDRs and it has SDRs managers rooting them on because they realize their productivity is going up. That's cool. So, so that, 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 that's an example. I, I hope that helped accentuate it a bit. Like, like how do you balance it? And we're like, we saw this opportunity, kind of unique, got inspiration away. And, and we're like, this, this is worth testing. Yeah. And, and what's the worst that happens, right? Like, so, so you figure out like the worst downside that happens is, okay, you have the outbound channel. Yeah, <laughs> or or right? you sunset it. Yeah, yeah. You still the same people. You bring them back to the SDR. It, it's it's a relatively, it's a low financial cost test, and it's, in our opinion, a low time cost test. It uh, it reminds for, me of, for, for the potential upside. Yeah, well, it reminds me of like you're. It's almost like making a making them a GM, right? Like, hey, you're you now have this this uh, uh, this experience that you can create, and you know you don't necessarily have to work within any constraints. Like you, you kind of own that message and that channel um, and how you're thinking about growing that, you know, that membership of your, your space, so to speak. And the, uh -huh. you kind of empower that person to, to think more, I think like you were getting like more as a business owner rather than a moderator, right? Like that's the big difference or like they're, they're part of this uh, growing community rather than just being a moderator and uh, trying to make sure people don't say bad things or, you know, whatever else you want to think about in terms of moderator. Yeah. And what happens when you're running a club, you're visible. You're visible to the community. Um, yeah. I, I had a conversation today for another club and I posed the question because they're, they're just getting rolling and, and we're figuring out how best to get them going. I, I by no means have the blueprint, but now I have a little more of the blueprint, right? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, a little more of the game plan. Yep. So this person is early on in their sales career. And you know, depending on the club, you want somebody either seasoned or, or just dedicated, right? You could go both ways. And if they're not seasoned per se, and the question I asked was, what, what would help you in your career? Let's go find that solution 
and let's get you a co-chair because I think it's too much. We, we think it's, this is, this is a volunteer job yep. after all, or it's a, it's a volunteer position, I should say. And, and, and super interesting, right? So, so how do we figure out back to the original question, what to balance or, or how, how to balance all of this, you know, you know, the gates that you need to improve, you know, from a, an analytical standpoint, and we need to be better at the data. I'll be the first to admit, and we're young, so we will, <laughs> we'll improve. You need to come up with an idea, probably ideally one that you've seen work elsewhere. It doesn't need to be in your space, just elsewhere. Like the supermarket does this. Oh, yeah. maybe that'll work, right? If it works somewhere, it could work somewhere else is the point yeah. I'm trying to make. So you take a calculated gamble and, and ideally one that doesn't take a, hu- a huge cost or time. I, I hope th- did that answer where you're going. That? No, no, no. Well, I love the, I think just framing it in those gates, right? Like um, we can't just be, I think there's two things I took out of that, which is one, understand where you are because yes, we need to improve, but are you improving the right gate is my standpoint too, right? Are we yeah. focused on the right problem to solve? And the second thing being too, like, uh, let's not just do something just to do it. Like, let's do it to have a hypothesis that it's going to move one of those gates and help us in some way. And uh, even if we can improve one of those gates by 1%, maybe that's a great test to run. If we can actually weigh it with the, you know, what the cost is, time, resources, money, whatever that ends up being, like we need to, you know, make sure and have that balance. But um, but no, I, I think the Gates thing was just the big part uh, that I took out of that, making sure we're, we're looking at the problem in the right way. We've got the frame of metrics and how they kind of sit next to each other about what we need to improve in order to make this business go. And yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head. And, and to, to build on that even more, LinkedIn has been the starting point for so many. And when I say so many, probably way above 90%, if you want to be really honest, right? Yeah, like maybe 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 a hundred percent, but we could say 90% surely of people that join, let's say any micro community in general, whether it's yours, ours, the dozen others that you could probably (laughs) rattle off in the next five minutes. No problem. When you grow, sometimes just having it in the beginning, solving that need is enough to hit those gates. But then as you keep growing, this idea of a micro community where somebody spurred a big community some of their time, whether that's two minutes a day or two hours a day or a hundred percent away from a LinkedIn or a Facebook or a TikTok or whatever, you know, the big social networks, when that micro community is growing, if you don't have unique programming and create micro communities within what you're doing, for lack of a better phrase, to really connect with you, right? Like you're an AE or you're a manager and you come in and there's just a sea of stuff. You join because you heard the buzz, fine. But none of it is really, really hitting you consistently, right? Like, oh, okay, cool. That webinar last Friday was great. I haven't heard anything in two months since. Or that that really hit me. They're speaking to other people. What, what, this idea of clubs does for us is creates a micro community again, where we yeah. have 50 people, hundred people, sub 200 people, like really micro and like really, really connect again at that one-to-one level. And I don't care if I have to work however many hours to, to even get it from me. But I think that's uh, I think that's an important thing as well. Uh, you know, as, as you scale, the water rises up and the rocks aren't seen often, yeah. whether scaling community, scaling Facebook ad spend, right? You can't always scale at a four X return on ad spend. You can't, you can't, you can't, 
I got it at five thousand dollars a month. Let me let me do fifty thousand. Good yeah. luck. Yeah. Right. There's other things. No matter what you're scaling, you have to slow down and recalibrate constantly. You know, those are two very different anecdotes, very similar challenges. And, yeah. And so I I think that's important as well. Like always recalibrate and 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 listen. Comes back to the comes back to the point that. Uh... We haven't really mentioned, but I imagine is at the forefront of those two, right? Which is humans want to connect with humans, uh, and yep. more so than ever, if you can create that those experiences. Uh, I love the idea, though, of you're uh, creating microcosms inside of right all these mini communities that start standing up inside of one another becomes a uh, a way that people can find their tribe, so to speak. And that you know, if you can find your tribe, then that's going to create more connection, more engagement. You're going to want to recruit people more, right? It, it still creates the virtuous cycle that you're you're intending to want, which is the the fact of getting more people in there, getting diversity of answers, getting uh, you know, uh, more, uh, more into that. And, you know, I think that's an interesting part too, is how this starts to cycle on top of itself. And, and, and to your point, so like I'm addressing some of it to your point, something that we're figuring out how to do on a super MVP level, but has been on my radar even before Rev Genius. And in fact, to the point where I wanted to create a better version of lunch club <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, in particular, like better version, they're a hundred million dollar valuation <laughs> backed by Andreessen. Um, wasn't going to happen easily. I want to embed that type of functionality, like the meet and greet and just matching with other members that could potentially help them solve their needs. I think something that simple is a big thing to add. And I think, you know, we'll look at how to do that at a super, super MVP level. Uh, they, they have SaaS products that do this, but frankly, they're, they're, they're quite expensive. Yeah. Uh, so, so we're, we'll figure out how to do it even easier with like uh, a booking system or something, you know, just like yeah. whatever. But, but I think it's super interesting, and I think that that brings the point to connection and and how the ideas I have and, and back to the question that led to this conversation, like how do you know what to test? And I'm going through like the next testing point right now, and and if this releases in a week, it won't. Frankly, we don't want it to because we're releasing our podcast soon, and and. <laughs> You can only bombard people with so much stuff and it's not even so much goodness anymore. It's just so much. Yeah. Right. Yep. And, uh, but, but I see something like that being an easy test and what's great is with us and, and you know, I guess we're talking to like uh, the business model even or, or the product standpoint, the more you build away from the core product, the more the community survives without that product, whether that's Slack, Discord, Circle, Tribe, Mighty Networks, et cetera, which I'm sure you, you've probably spent time evaluating every one of those I just said. Yeah. But, but that probably speaks to you, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, it, it is. Um, no, that speaks to you. I know it, it does. Well, it's, it, it does because that's how we actually started the reverse way, right? Like we started with just a phone call with 20 people on it and we had to like back into an online community. And so to your point, like, you know, uh, you can't just rely on one channel uh, and even back to your point about Facebook or, you know, scaling things, right. You can't scale just one channel. When you start scaling, you have to start thinking about how that, uh, how that message goes outward, how you start thinking about, uh, different mechanisms for connection, uh, how you think about engagement, how you start thinking about how people want to be communicated to. I mean, it's the same thing for our customers in our day-to-day life and our, in our B2C lives that we live, right. We want to be communicated with on our own time at our own level, uh, with personalized messaging. And, you know, if we can reach those things through the community, you know, that's, that's the ultimate goal too. And that's how you start to span outside of just, you know, one singular platform, um, which I think is the the big point, you know, you mentioned there. Yeah. I, that's the million dollar question, right? Like 
because that's a, that's a business question. If if you want to pay for like a, a premium service or things like that with Slack, it's expensive. Yeah, it, it, it cuts. So, so now all of a sudden you have to charge the members and you have a whole different dynamic and that's a catapult uh, that, that that's a domino effect and i'm a firm believer you shouldn't charge people for what they're getting for free right now yeah yeah there's gotta be something on top it has to be and, and that's something on top isn't slack premium you know like like <laughs> yeah there's gotta be tangible yeah. There's got to be a, besides the search functionality, there's got to be something else that we're offering. You know, when you start thinking about like what the benefit, because ultimately the question you have to answer, right, is what's the benefit to the member? Like what's the benefit for them um, if they're going to buy something or, or how you start stacking these things on top of each other to create kind of layers of a cake, so to speak. Um, you know, there's got to be this benefit at the end of the day that's going to serve them um, or else, you know, you're kind of losing that. You're watering down the what you've got, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, we, we'd love to, to help all of our members build their brands. Like if, whether it's, network more or, or build their wallets. So <laughs> teach them tactics yeah. to help them do that. Um, help them get a promotion, you know, in this climate, help them get a job. Yeah. I have, I have no qualms going away from the community and just embodying that on like LinkedIn and just saying, Hey, I have this all-star seller that I spoke to for half an hour earlier today. And this is what he's doing, blah, blah, blah. And he awed me. Come to me. Yeah. Yeah. Bring it. That's what, that's what, that, that's what family would do. I'd hope. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so like, like bring it full circle, like this is, and, this is how you're going to. And I think that's big too, right? Like people need to trust you as a community leader to have their back. If the community didn't exist. How about that? Yeah. Like if they I mean, do that, then, then, then you're better. You're, you're better than, than if they didn't. Yeah. You know, if, they, if they didn't think that. Um, I love that. That's a, that's a good, if the community didn't exist, you know, would you still be there to help them? Like that's the, I love but that. I think that you would. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and, and me doing things like not just posting that person in our community, but one upping and posting them on LinkedIn. Yeah. Building them up. I mean, I love the, um, I had a, a boss one time tell me, you know, if you can get your, when I was a account manager, customer success manager, you know, tell me if you can get your direct your direct person, right? Whether it's your champion or your power user, whoever, if you can get them promoted, you know, like you're going to have somebody for life. Like that person's going to remember that moment for life. And so thinking about uh, what I always took from that wasn't necessarily about the promotion piece was, but more so if you can authentically build that person up on a pedestal for things that they're doing for great work that they're doing for um, how they're going about things, connections that they're making, right? Like that ultimately is how you're going to start to build connections that start to span multiple years, span different companies, and ultimately just become connections that you can rely on um, as you go forward. You know what? You, you said it well. I would take it even a step further. I used the word karma earlier. This 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 journey called life is much bigger than your network, right? Yeah. Um, when when you start, people people use the phrase deposit, and I agree with it. And I I I almost think it's ironic, right? Because they're depositing something that they're getting not anyway. <laughs> um, but they are. I mean, people are depositing. Uh, you know, for forget depositing something that could directly potentially impact you or get business just deposit good everywhere yeah right whether it's donating to a charity or protesting um, injustice or helping somebody get a job or opening the door for for a senior citizen yeah keep depositing that stuff and in the world we're in helping somebody get a job where you don't make a penny commission from it. You don't, 
get one new member from it probably i mean not directly right yeah, um, yeah. and and um and you go out on a limb to talk to people you kind of know that are in your community that that could be their potential managers that's good for the world right like and and it's good for us that's going to come back that's not going to come back directly at that point it's not going to come back when you ask for it sometimes but <laughs> it's it's going to come back at some point and just i'm i'm 37 years old now not super old but i, I have 14 15 years in in the sales world so that that's a little bit of a, a little bit of time and the one thing i've learned is the more you do this and, and put yourself out there and work hard the better it's going to be and it's not always easy to start but you know i i wanted to take that uh existential for existentially for a minute yeah got to play the long game uh, as you start <laughs> thinking about it the uh, long well, game Jared, universe i could keep doing this for a long time uh because i feel like you know we've got a lot of uh similar philosophies mindset as it comes to like building this, you know, building communities. And uh, I hope we'll get the, the chance to do this again, but I appreciate you spending, love to. you know, uh, a couple of minutes uh, with us. I know you're uh, anxiously looking forward to uh, finishing up that mac and cheese that's been uh, tempting you in front of us here. I'm going to go get some dinner with my wife here <laughs> uh, as well, but uh, I appreciate the time. And, you know, for all the folks listening out there on the podcast, uh, make sure to go check out Rev Genius. They've got some great things going on. Uh, they're certainly, uh, certainly open, right? They are uh, definitely a, a big group. They're a fun bunch. Uh, I've seen, you know, I've been in the Slack community now for a couple of weeks and there's a lot of great things happening. Uh, it certainly is um, is going to be something to look at for a while. So uh, Jared, I appreciate that. And uh, anything you want to close with? Anything you want to, you know, part ways well, with? Well, I'm, I'm just grateful here. If, you, if you're in the revenue world, come join us. Uh, you can say revgenius.com, but come find me. I'm here to help you regardless. Thank you. Hey guys, thanks so much for taking the time to listen to the Gain, Grow, Retain podcast. If you liked what you heard, please take a moment and share the podcast with your friends and colleagues and subscribe. We really appreciate it. Talk to you soon.